Hello, Super Johnny. Hello, Super Trevor. It's me, Mario. Woohoo! Mamma mia. You guys, you're number one. Woohoo! See you in my games. Aha! Trevor, here we are in these streets. Did you hear about that strange UFO sighting? Yeah, that's crazy. Like, there's a meteorite that just crash landed here on Onet. Yeah, that's so weird. I mean, it is it's strange. So, but uh, people are acting like it's a conspiracy. Like, there's aliens. I haven't seen anything. I've not seen anything weird. I mean, life is just normal. Well, I'm sorry to cut you off, Trevor. Fine. You, you smell that? Something smells really good. I smell a hamburger. I think somebody's throwing a hamburger away in that trash over there. What a waste. That's a definite waste. And we're not above uh, dumpster diving <laughs> into, his, into his trash can. I call dibs on the bun. Right, I guess I got the wrapper again. Here we go. Alright, I'm going to dig through this. Whoa, it's alive! Oh, the trash can has eyeballs. Let's fight. Alright, here we go. I'm going to, oh, there's a baseball bat. I'm going to whack it. Take that, trash can. I got a yo-yo. Here we go. Uh, oh, I'm taking myself up. Negative five damage. Oh, no. You're terrible. It's up to you, Trevor. You got to save us. I'm going to go for a final smash. You know what? I really miss my mom. I just... You probably should I don't call think, her. I'm going to call my mom. I can't swing this All right, Well, I'll, I'll try to swing this yo-yo around. You know what, man? If only my dad would call me and tell me that I need to take a break. It'd be great right now. Oh, here we go. Run the face, take it. Got him. Oh, he's done. Yeah. Got him. Oh, that was weird. That was strange. How was your mom? Well, she was fine. I told her I was going to eat a hamburger out of a dumpster. She was cool with that? She said, yeah, I don't expect anything more. What a great mom. Yeah. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's go. Uh, oh, by the way, there was no hamburger. Yeah, I'm starving. So we better find something. To eat. What was that? I've never oh, that was, okay. I was finishing the hamburger. I mean, there was not a hamburger. Let's go. Well, that's sad. I really wanted a hamburger. Okay. At least the wrapper. Hey, what? what is that little shiny thing in the sky? That's a... You think it's a flying hamburger? O-M-G. It's a flying saucer. It's a mini UFO. It's a cute little UFO. Let's fight! Oh, it's got a hair bow and everything. All right. I'm going to do it. What? What? what I, just, I just feel this psychic. Psychokinetic energy in me. Are you sure it's just not gas or something? I'm psyrocking. Ugh, that hurts. I don't even know what that means. I don't do it. I'm gonna try. Yo, that hurts so bad. I don't know what to say. I'm just gonna punch it. Try it. Do your best. Oh man, it's a UFO. It's metal. It's a stupid decision I just made. Oh, you're you're terrible. Hey, here I have these multi-bottle rockets. Use them. Let's get this thing out of the air. I can't use them. You do it. All right, here we go. <laughs> Got it. Blew it out of the sky. Thank goodness. We're good at this. We're very good at this. <laughs> All right, so... I feel stronger somehow. Like I've gained experience from this already. I just feel hungry still. Me I need too. to get a hamburger. Let's go to the burger shop. That's a good idea. Wait, what's that in the distance? Is that... Oh, no. It's the worst enemy of all. It's hideous. It's disgusting. It's revolting. It's Retro, retro Bliss. Oh, man. Let's fight! Let's fight Retro Bliss Podcast. Oh, it's hitting me with gout, Trevor. It's oh, hitting me no. with gout. You got double gout in the ankle. I'm crippled. I'm crippled. Oh, I, I forgot how to speak English. It's, it's hitting me with bad English. Oh, oh. English not good for me. Oh no! Oh no! It's throwing a two-star review at me. Oh, oh, oh man! I give up! I give up! Give, give surrender. Okay. All right. Fine. We'll give in. I guess we just have to just 
listen to Retro Blist. Halloween special episode of Retro Beast. Thank you for joining me. I'm Phil. He's Trevor. Would you be mad if I did that character the whole time? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so his actual name's Johnny. Um, but welcome. But I'm a vampire. To our special. And like a Retro Beast, I suck. <laughs> yep. I'm just gonna let you get it out now. That way the people that stick with it are gonna enjoy the rest of the episode. That's a good idea. Hey, if you're joining us for the first time because you saw, hey, it's Earthbound. I like Earthbound. Yeah. We just want to tell you we're a bi-weekly retro video gaming podcast. Generally, we get together, we sit down and play an old game, and then we just talk about it and review it. But this one's a little different. Just a little different because this game took a serious time commitment. Yes, yes. Uh, full uh, full disclosure, usually for most games, we play them together for, what, hour, hour and a half? Yeah. On average. Depending how bad or yeah, good. Depending on depending <laughs> on the game. But this one, me and you each played uh, ourselves. Yep. And I've put, and I know you put, tons of hours into yes. this game. So uh, we wanted this game to be thorough, and that's a big deal for me because this is an RPG, and I've made no uh, no excuses about it. A lot mm. of people love RPGs. It takes a lot for me to get into them. So this is, in some ways, the most exciting episode to me since the original Zelda episode. Yeah. Because that was the first time we covered a game that took a serious time commitment on this podcast. Right, right. This is the first time we've covered an RPG. Definitely the most time we've ever put into a single game for the podcast. Oh yeah, for sure, 100%. And I think it's basically your first traditional RPG, right? Uh, I mean, I've tried playing like uh, Final Fantasies before, but oh, I didn't really? last more than half an hour. Yeah. So this is the first time that I ever put serious time okay. in one, for sure. So th- I think that's important to say. First of all, neither of us have any nostalgia. So everything you hear about Earthbound today is going to be through fresh eyes yeah. from 2018. Fresh aging eyes. <laughs> fresh, and, yeah, but, yes. But, yeah, fresh may be uh, not, not the right term. Yeah. From someone, Johnny, who really doesn't play RPGs. I'm not a hardcore RPG fan, but there's been a handful that I've just loved throughout the years. Yeah, that you've been begging me to play for this show. And we'll and, see, how that, see how that goes. And before this year... The last few months, neither of us had any experience with this game. Right. Um, do you want to talk about? Normally, we talk about our history. Do you want to? What's your history of just hearing about this game? Do you have any like? Did you even know what it was when you heard about it? I'd always heard the name because it's one of those really expensive games. Yeah. And that's the only reason I even heard about it. Just like I heard of Stadium Events, and I'd heard of uh, Little Samson or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like it, I, I had it in that same category. Ones I would never get to play because they were stupidly expensive. Yeah. Even if I wanted to, uh, I had a friend who she had this game when she was a kid, and she would always tell me about it. And then she told me this was before she knew it was expensive. That like her mom had given it away to their neighbor's kid or oh, something. No. I was like, you're going to be really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but she loves this game, and she'd always tell me that I'd have to play it. Yeah. And. uh I'm really glad I finally listened to her. So it was actually way more her than you. I hate to tell you this. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I have... I remember hearing about this game on and off as a kid when Super Nintendo was big. Literally had no idea this game existed. Right. Probably would not have known what to think of it anyway. Yeah, the only thing I ever knew was that it was an RPG. Literally, that's all I knew. 
I didn't realize yeah. it was so different. I guess. Yeah. I don't want to give away my feelings yet, but I, I didn't even know what to think of it when I heard about it. Yeah. I, I think I figured out that, and we neither one of us are like the biggest Smash Brothers fans either. But I do remember this kid with a baseball cap, who I now know as Ness. Yeah. Of course, your main character. He was sort of appearing in these Smash Brothers games. And I think maybe that's why I heard about Earthbound first. I don't know. But eventually, uh, it did come to the Wii eShop, finally. And I think we both downloaded it at yes. that time. But even then, I really didn't put any time into it. It was not until this year that we finally uh, finally did. Yeah. Now, Trevor, what is... Let's kind of dive into this game. What are the what are some of the, uh, the little uh, information? Yeah. When did this come out? And... Yeah, I'm not going to go into like all the background. It's a Super Nintendo game. Everybody knows that. Uh, stick around for the quiz show at the end, the Bliss Quiz. There's more information there. But this game came out in 1994 Japan, 1995 North America. So right there, this is like late Super Nintendo game. Yeah. But as, as late as it is in the Super Nintendo life, this was still kind of before RPGs were really, really accepted in the West. Right. It came out a little bit before Chrono Trigger to give you some... Um, Sense of time. Sense of time, yes. Uh, it was directed by this name I'll pronounce incorrectly, which is unfortunate uh, because he deserves my respect. Directed by Shigesato Itoi. Itoi? We'll say that. That sounds good. Um, who's just a very interesting person, if you want to ever look into him. Uh, he's known for a lot of things. He's sort of like a, a jack-of-all-trades. He was big into advertising. He was sort of semi-famous in Japan before Earthbound. Uh, so that's just interesting anyways. It was published by Nintendo, of course, developed by Ape, but also HAL Laboratory. Well, that's a name I know. Which is interesting because HAL Laboratory was never actually supposed to be involved, but this game was in development for five years. Oh, wow. To the point that Etoy himself thought that it just it wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to come out. Yeah. So actually, and this is somber, but cool. Uh, so, I'm terrible with names. Iwata. Iwata is the famous Nintendo president who passed away uh, in 2015, unfortunately. Um, he was the president of Nintendo from 2002 to 2015. But before that time, he's actually credited with sort of saving Earthbound. Uh, he sort of jumped in with Itoi and saved it with HAL Laboratories taking... For what I remember, HAL Laboratories sort of did some of the sort of the heavy programming work. And then Ape was doing the other half. Anyways, a true team effort. But the crazy thing is, this is the only game in this series to officially come out in North America, at least until very recently. Yeah. Uh, but technically, it was the second game in the Mother series. I know this is kind of boring to people that don't care. It was called the Mother series in Japan. The first one was on the Famicom. Um, then this one was developed over five years, and it was called Mother 2. And then Mother 3, the final game in the trilogy, never came to North America, still hasn't to this day, was released in 2006 on the Game Boy Advance in Japan only. Hmm. Uh, so just like Earthbound, it took a long time for it to finally happen. This, yeah. this series has just sort of been, I don't know, it's sort of an underdog in a lot of ways. Yeah, and I think the reason that it even kind of came back around is it was this really this game that people realized that was like cost hundreds and hundreds of dollars to, if you wanted to play it now. And, well, if you this, wanted a physical copy. Right. And the crazy thing about this game is it's had its fans um, since the day it came out. There just weren't many in North America who even played it. But they are probably the most dedicated, the most sincerely in love fans I've ever seen of any video game. Like like underground cult hit video game. Yeah. It's crazy. There's a, a community called Starmen at starmen.net. 
Um, it's just it's crazy the fan base for this game, and Nintendo has kind of stubbornly just not showed this series much attention until on the Wii U. We're on the Wii. They finally put Earthbound out after the Wii had been out for years yeah. on the virtual console. And the original game on the Famicom, they retitled it Earthbound Beginnings. And you can get that on the Wii U. Wii U. The Wii U. <laughs> the Wii U eShop. <laughs> the Wii U. But they still have never released the final game in the series here. So it's, it's crazy. But anyways, you don't need to know about the other games in the series. Earthbound is yeah, this, its own game. It's got its own story, uh, which to me is the reason why this game has such a following because this story is unlike any other thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, go ahead and say it right now. If you have not played this game, and this game's been out forever, so just just know we will not be weary of, of uh, spoilers. We're just going to talk about the story. Yep. So if that's a big deal to you, uh, play the game and come back and listen. <laughs> yeah, and I know some of you are like, oh, that stinks. I have to turn the show off now. That's fine. Or some of you have already turned the show off now because you're oh, smart. Oh, yeah, yeah, because we sound terrible. Yeah. Um... But when we were first talking about this, I told Johnny I don't want to go into spoilers because I like to experience things fresh, even though it's an old game. But I, you, you convinced me pretty easily because I want to talk about this game. Yeah. And I don't want to have to hold back. Yes. Yeah, so if here. that bothers you, play the game and then come back. We hope you'll come back to us. Yes. But I'm not going to go into the whole story, but should I just give like a quick 10-second, here's how the game starts? Yes. Just so people know. Yes. So basically, you're a boy. You're Ness. And there's a strange knock at the door while you're sleeping. By the way, this game, we'll get way into this, but this game takes place in America or something that's supposed to be like America, which is already crazy for a Japanese RPG. But anyways, you're this American boy. There's a knock at the door. Basically, you're told there's a horrible alien who's going to destroy the world, only you can save it. Yeah, Trevor, speaking of which, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yes. this episode of Retro Bliss is brought to you by Don't Probe Me Pants. Uh, now, for all those people who constantly uh, get abducted by aliens and you're tired of being probed, these pants are for you, Trevor. Yes. Uh, they will protect you from all sorts of being probed. I highly recommend them. They're a great sponsor, and we love you. Don't probe me pants. Don't probe me pants. Hey, don't get probed. Sounds great. So, yeah, and uh, only you can save the world. So that plot in itself, you know, sort of chosen one, that's not totally crazy. But it gets a lot crazier. But that's sort of the basic idea. It's a good versus evil plot line. And you play... The weirdest thing is you play a, a boy. And not like not... Uh, he just seems like a, like a normal kid. Just a normal kid. Yeah. yeah. Just a normal kid. And um, like to yeah. me, what makes this game amazing is that he seems as normal as possible. But like everybody around him has different quirks and stuff. Yeah. Different, different little things that make them strange or stand out. And that's where this game really shines to me is how if 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 I was asked to describe this game in one word, I'm, I'm have to say quirky. What do you think? Oh, in one word or personality? Like it's I we we a lot of times we will, we will describe a game as it's, it has a really good personality, but this yeah. one honestly I can't think of a game that more so has a personality than this game does. If I had to pick one word, I don't know. Yeah, like personality out, out the wazoo. I might say heart. Yeah. Like, it's just... I don't know. It's just... I'll go and just say up front, this is going to be one of those games that we're going to do our usual talk about the graphics, the music, the gameplay. But I'm just going to say up front, for me, this is one of those games, and I can totally understand that everyone's not going to fall in love with it. 
but to show my hand a little bit, this is one of those games that is so much more than the sum of its parts for me. Yeah. It is so much more than just the graphics, music, and gameplay, which we'll get into. And that personality you're talking about, the charm. Um, that's that's a better word for charm. Yeah. This has a certain charm to me. And I also do think that this is one of those games where you're either going to love it or not. Right. Uh, depending on... Okay. I'm com- I'm looking at this from a non-traditional RPG person. Like, yes. I've never cared for those. Uh, but this game was so weird and strange and quirky and charming, as mm-hmm. you said. And it was not afraid to have humor in it. It was not afraid mm-hmm. to be goofy. That it just... It, I attached to it right away. Yeah. I, I think that's my issue with a lot of RPGs. Is I'm not against the story being serious. There's plenty of serious stories in games. And I love like Bioshock for crying out loud. Yeah. It's as serious as you can get. But also, I think sometimes games take themselves way too seriously... Mm-hmm. And especially RPGs, and this is just my opinion. I could be way wrong, uh, but uh, and they're and sometimes they're afraid to just have fun. Sometimes, yeah. This game, oh man, it's all about you exploring and seeing all the weird things in different places and just having mm-hmm. fun. I this is one of the few games where I actually wanted to talk to everybody in the town just to see yeah. what they would say. And there's a pretty big, awesome reveal about what you just said. I wrote a note down so I won't forget. We'll talk about it later. Because I don't know if you knew this. It just made me so excited. Um, I don't, if you've never played an RPG before... Well, I, I think everybody knows. We don't need to explain what an RPG is. But what you said is true. I think it's kind of a love it or... I won't say hate it, but a love it or it's yeah. not for me. But the thing is, you are the furthest away from a person I would say this game was like made for as far as the gameplay itself. Because it's definitely a flipping hardcore RPG. I mean, there's time. I mean, it's simple, but at the same time, there's times it is so hard just to figure out the best way to get through it. Yeah, it's a tough game, and you definitely need a guide for it. I mean, I would understand. And there's plenty. Of, you don't have to do what Trevor did and go buy one. There's plenty <laughs> online that you can look at for this game now, which is what I did. Uh, but I think the reason that this game, like I attached myself to it so easily, is a. It's like it's about goofy aliens. And I've always had a soft spot for aliens and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. History Creeps is one of my other podcasts. Mm-hmm. Uh, cheap plug. Uh, but Real cheap. And also the humor. You know, and it's the style of the game I really love, too. Mm-hmm. Like, just the, the art style of the game is great and fantastic. And, and the fact is, I knew I was hooked on this game. When, at the very beginning, you're told to take your dog with you. Mm-hmm. And so my first thought was, I think you even named your dog, right? I believe you do. I think so, yeah. And you take your dog with you. And I knew... <laughs> I named my dog, you're only allowed so many spaces, but I was named him as close to Richard Bush as I possibly could. Yeah. Because in my head, I was like, oh, well, he's going to be my companion this whole time. Yeah. But no, he's gone with it. <laughs> Half an hour, he just leaves you there stranded by yourself yeah. like Richard Bliss would. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's a good point. Like, that's a good place to start. Um, but uh, anyway, my point was, oh, yeah. uh, like, for whatever reason, that... that like, I don't know of any other game that would set up a character that you would think is going to be with you yeah. the whole time and just disregard them for the rest of the game, as that did. And for whatever reason, I just love that. And speaking of, I guess our first spoiler, which is like 10 minutes into the game, another character, your dog doesn't die or anything. He just stays no, he, home. Yeah, he just leaves and goes home. But another character who's the one that tells you this prophecy about the world ending, and you're the chosen one, basically. Although nothing in this game is ever that clear. It's done witty and funny. But basically, you're the chosen one. But this little character, Buzz Buzz, he's a fly. And you think, you get attached to Buzz Buzz. He's like this prophetic fly. And then he just gets swatted and killed like yeah. 
15 minutes into the game. Yeah. And he's done. He's done. But right from the start, I'm just going to say there's something about this game that made me think I need to name my characters after people in my real life. And I'm so glad. Bliss tip, pro tip, whatever we call those. <laughs> name your, I heard a lot of people say they don't, and I normally don't name my characters in games if it's like, if it's Zelda, I always name my character Link, you know? But in this game, I named all my characters after the people in my life, and I'm so glad I did that. Yeah, I did the same thing. Ness is the main character, and I named Ness Trevor because, you know, you're going to be the hero of your own story. Right, yeah. I mean, I named mine Johnny, so. Right. I named my best friend Johnny. Yeah. Because I can't think of anything else. Yeah. Um, the girl, I can't remember how it presented it, but a female friend, I think is how it worded it, basically. Yeah. I named her Anna, which is my wife. And then, I think it said another friend, and I named, which is Pooh. <laughs> The character in the game is Pooh, but yeah. I named her um, or him Derek, which is my brother. Yeah, Derek's Pooh. So it's Ness, Jeff, Jeff is Ness's friend, and then Paula and Pooh are the characters if you don't rename them. Yeah. But and That's what the guys will refer to them as, by yeah. the way, uh, and they will help you with a lot of things, so you gotta you got to remember who you need what. <laughs> yeah. And don't you also name some food items? Because like sometimes... I don't remember. It would tell you that you really wanted to go home and eat a steak. And I think I'm the one that put that in there. I don't know what the default is. I feel like I saw that too, and I don't remember Did you? Anything. Okay. Uh, but, yeah. But uh, yeah. I always love games that let you name stuff yeah. for whatever reason. So it makes you feel a little bit more personal yeah. in a way. And this game uses it more than any game I've oh, ever Oh, yeah, seen. for sure. So I was really glad I did the same yeah. thing. So it is... Well, we'll get into the gameplay later. It's enough to know that it's an RPG that starts off with sort of an end-of-the-world scenario... But things are just different from there. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's sort of set in America. That was the plan. Um, now, there's some places you go that definitely aren't America. But it's it's sort of America through a Japanese eye that is both a spoof of American culture and a loving tribute. Everything in this game is somewhere between a spoof and a love letter to everything. And also, I don't know if people realize this, this is a... To me, I felt this was a massive game. There's a lot of places to go yes. to explore. Yes. Like, it really shocked me with how big this game felt. When you think about the Super Nintendo, like, for a Nintendo published game, this game was, yeah, it was just a huge project. I mean, there's all kinds of different areas. I mean, you'll go from everywhere from uh, spoilers again, and we're not going to say this anymore. There's going to be spoilers in this. Yeah. Uh, you go from your hometown, which feels like any Ameri- Americana town, oh, net. Uh, to... Uh, to a, to the desert, yeah. uh, to uh, you literally side is like New York City. At one point, you'll be in the ocean riding uh, riding Loch Ness monster. Yeah, I mean that's literally how wacky and wild and crazy. It's basically, this game is. in India at some point. Yeah, so yeah, uh, you're gonna go everywhere, and you're in a swamp at some point too. Yeah, and all the places look different. The mm-hmm. so let's get graphics. Graphics. Yeah, let's get into it. <laughs> I do have the Earthbound Strategy Guide here with me. Yeah. But I'm not a crazy fool. I didn't spend $100 for it. No, who would do that? How much did you spend? Well, I spent $30 for it. Oh. Because it's a... it's a. am sure it's good quality inside. It's a professionally bound, photocopied version. <laughs> However, I think their photocopier was running out of ink. Because it <laughs> does not look very good. Yeah, it's, it was a little disappointing. 
Um, but it's still cool to have. But it's still cool. The reason I wanted it, yes, Nintendo, in, in Nintendo's defense, I said they kind of ignore Earthbound. But when they put Earthbound out on the Wii, they put the entire strategy guide up online as a PDF. And it's still there, so you can go view it. You can print it out if you want to. They won't stop you. Yeah, and you can sell it as a photocopy. The crazy thing is, this guide I'm holding in my hand, and I, everyone can see this on audio podcast. Yeah, yeah, perfectly. This guide was packed into every North American copy of the game. Yes. That's why I said yeah. uh, they expected you to have a manual. And I do believe, I read that it was because they're trying to find a way to get North Americans to accept RPGs more. And this was sort of a way to do that. It's always been, when it comes to video games, it's always kind of been the uh, stereotype or whatever you want to say. Yeah. In which you got to make things a little easier for American audiences. Yeah. Like you got to make it easier to grasp and understand. But that being said. <laughs> which I'm glad for because I do yeah. need things easier to grasp. Yes. The crazy thing about this guide is, yes, it'll show you how to get through the game. Now, it won't make it an easy game still. No, no. You can have a you can have a guy that literally walks you part by part, and you will still realize how tough this game yeah. is. But this guide might be... It's a really cool. The coolest strategy guide I've ever seen. Because it, it feels almost like it's a, a travel magazine at times. Yes, there's like newspaper clippings. Yeah. Like travel brochure advertisements. That's so awesome. Every town you go to, it gives you like a little... Let me show you. Here's a random example. Tucson, which is the second town you go to. Yeah. Notice the pun. Uh, sunny streets and a year-round mild climate beckon travelers to Tucson. There's plenty to entertain them in a town nearby. It's a town that should be in everyone's itinerary. Don't miss it. And it tells you the customs of the town. Yeah. It calls it a shopping guide. There's a shopping guide, which actually tells you things you can buy there. Yeah. And the prices. It's so cool. Uh, a fantastic strategy guide. Yeah, let me give a pro tip, too. Yeah. You're going to be constantly buy, buying things, whether it's uh, uh, food that gives you health, which you'll want the most of. Yeah. Uh, also, weapons and such. Uh, never worry about your money. You will. Your dad will constantly be putting money into your account. And I, I, at one point, I had ridiculous amounts of money, and I didn't yes. do anything to earn it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I would not talk about that more in gameplay, because there's some crazy things with money in this game. Right. Well, I mean, I was just saying, that's a pro tip, though. Yes. Don't go into it thinking you have to scrap for money and spend no. wisely. This is one Trust rich me. kid. Yeah. Eventually, anyways. Yeah. Uh, but graphically, Trevor, I, I'm glad you brought up Tucson, because we kind of alluded to it before, but this game is bright and colorful. It's got its own sense of style, and mm -hmm. I absolutely love it. Uh, to the point where... Um, each area feels like its own place. Like mm -hmm. the desert feels like a desert. I mean, you got to stop every once in a while because you're exhausted. Because mm -hmm. you're, you're walking in the desert sun. And it's just, it looks like a desert and everything. And then there's one point where you're in the swamp. And it just feels like a swamp. And it looks mm -hmm. so different from everything else. And I really, really appreciated that about this game. You know, when this game came out in 95, that was like, what, a year or something after Donkey Kong Country? I bet I just don't think people probably appreciated the way it looked because it's almost crazy as it sounds for a game that was on the Super Nintendo. I think it's almost intentionally retro looking. Yeah, like it looks like a better looking NES game. Yes, in a good yeah. way. It does not look like Chrono Trigger. It does no. not look like Final Fantasy three or six, whatever you want to call it. No, not at all. It is a simple looking game, but in the best possible way. It is like the best looking NES game you've ever seen. That's how I would describe it. But yes, it's colorful, and the color scheme is almost not pastel by any means, but it's it's got its own color scheme, and it kind of sticks with it. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. 
But that doesn't mean every place looks the same. Like no, I no, said, no, the no, desert no. and a swamp look nothing alike. Right. Just Those are just two examples. I think what you're saying is the best part about the graphics to me. Every single area looks so different that you can't wait to see what's next. Yeah. Um, and every area feels like it has its own, like it's its own character almost. Yeah. The the character designs, they look like kids. Cute versions of kids, but it's just really cool little sprites. Um, the the adults look a little more strange. Some of the adults look like they have drawn-on faces, yeah. like the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> like intentionally creepy, I'm sure. We're just going to say, there's things about this game that are creepy, but it never crosses that line. But there's things that are right. legitimately creepy. It really, this is going to be a weird comparison. I don't know if you'll get this, but I grew up loving the Goosebump books. I read the heck out of those. Yeah. And I do not like horror films at all. Like, I don't like them at all. But those books were creepy. Yeah. But they never crossed the line to, like, gory or disgusting or or, or uh, shock, shock value type stuff. And I would put Earthbound on the same wavelength as that. Yeah. There's points where this game can get really creepy. I mean, there's definitely mm-hmm. times. I mean, there's clowns that attack you. Uh, at one point, like you're in a, you're surrounded by a cult. Uh, so there's all kinds of weird, mm-hmm. strange things that'll happen. But at the same time, this game still keeps its sense of humor and its uh, its charm about it, mm-hmm. even during those parts. So it never, to me, never felt like it crossed the line to where, like, I wouldn't let like a kid play it or something. There is. Major spoilers, we'll get to it. There is one time when I think it becomes intentionally creepy slash disturbing, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, but I think graphically, graphically, yeah, the characters themselves, but the enemy designs are one of the highlights. Yes, yes. Literally in our in our little skit, the reason that we wanted to do that is because anything in this game that you may think is like, oh, they're just a trash can over there, no big mm-hmm. deal. Oh, actually, it's a it's a thing you got to fight. Yeah. Uh, there's a record, literally like a record you a put on a record, record player. Yeah. And it'll attack you. Yeah. Uh, there's all kinds of things like that. A new age hippie. Yeah. There's a new age hippie. Um, yeah. Clowns, like I said before. You uh, do fight the cops. Yeah. Near the first of the game, like you were beat up on by a bunch of cops. <laughs> yeah. This child is beat up <laughs> yes. on by, by cops. Um, but I think you earned their respect in the end. Of yeah. I remember, you do. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, let's see. There's zombies at one point. Um, there's a there's a band that I'm assuming is supposed to be like the Beatles, I guess. The Runaway Five. Yeah, yeah, they help you out. Yeah, or you help them out really. You help them a lot more than they help you in this game. Yeah, they just they just offer their bus services. Yeah, that's all they do. But you go through a lot just to get that. Uh, what are some of my? Oh, there's a uh, an expressionist painting is one yeah. of the enemies. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, oh, what? Are, let me. I bet you some of the enemies are in here. Let's see. Yeah, there's all kinds of weird and wild the. the the cute UFO, the cute mini UFO we mentioned before. Uh, and then there's like your run-of-the-mill crows and snakes and dogs that'll attack you as well. Yeah. Uh, all this stuff, of course, in any RPG that you defeat gives you uh, the ability to upgrade your character, which is vital in this yes. game. Because you will get a Trevor gets a phone call. I was trying to look up something. And I got a phone call. I have my phone on silent. That makes me mad. <laughs> Boo iPhone. Anyways, I was just trying to remember some more of them. It's a cranky old man. I think yeah. there's a cranky old lady. Oh man, just the the. We'll get into this more with gameplay, but you don't actually see your characters during battle, which will throw you off at first. Yes, if you're used to modern RPGs. I do remember when I was reading about this game that a lot of people who are hardcore RPG people don't like the battle system. I didn't know if I was going to get used to it. I totally yeah. did. But, but as a guy who doesn't care about hardcore RPGs. 
like I, the sense of uh, charm and stuff about the game, like I didn't care, like it didn't bother me. Yeah. But all you'll see is the enemy. You won't actually see any. Like if we if you hit if you attack with a baseball bat, you won't actually see yourself attacking the yeah. baseball bat or anything like that. So I think that to some people will either be your make or break thing. I do believe that. But the cool part is you get to see the crazy enemy designs full front and center. Yeah. And you will always be fighting new enemies, and you're going to just love to see what's next. Yes, graphically, I'll just go and say, for some people, they're going to say this is a Super Nintendo game. It could have had maybe more detail. But I think the graphics are exactly what get, they should be. How can you have more detail? This game has got details at the wazoo. Yes, it's so detailed just in its own style. Yeah. Like, it's not detailed like Chrono Trigger because it's not in that style. Yeah, I'm going to say this thing graphically is amazing. Beautiful game. Yeah. The only... Okay, two. I'm going to be fair. Spoiler alert, again. No, we're not, not saying that anymore. Just, well, this is our spoiler alert. This is, an, <laughs> okay. this is not a real spoiler alert. Okay. You're usually the one that says that constantly. I don't know why I'm saying it. I've rubbed you off, rubbed on, off me. on me. Yeah. But I'm going to be saying a lot of good things about this game. But I'll be fair, too. The only two graphical things I would change. The first is, I love some of the items you buy in this game. I mean, from cheeseburgers to bottle rockets craziness way crazier than that but you never actually see the items yeah i wish i wish they were displayed somewhere but it's still i don't know that's a minor thing the other thing is there are times this game does slow down like there's actual legitimate lag in this game which surprised me but it's only when you're on the map walking around and there's tons of enemies around you yeah yeah and you there will be times where there's a <laughs> what feels like i mean this is an exaggeration hundreds of enemies but it's worth it. And you'll go through points where you want to avoid some. Yes. Because I did. And I, I don't know if this is gameplay or graphics, but it's worth the slowdown because the fact that you can see the enemies and avoid them. Yeah. Totally. To my knowledge, this may be the first RPG that did that. I don't know of one before this. Right. Because I remember one of the things, because this is a weird side thing, but it's related in a way. I tried playing the Pokemon game when it first came out. Yeah. I remember trying it and I'm like... Uh, I'm just walking, and all of a sudden, I didn't see anything, but all of a sudden, I was in a battle. Yeah. And I was like, why is this? I wanted to see... It was a weird yeah, thing it was weird. Happen, yeah. So, to the fact that you can actually see enemies on this game, and yeah. you can technically avoid them if you want, Yeah. as long as you don't go near their vicinity, they will chase you if you get yes. close enough. But uh, sometimes, because you'll get, you'll get to a point where you'll know how strong certain enemies are, Yeah. and you'll be like, well, I don't feel strong enough yet to take this one on. So I'm yeah. going to avoid this area for now. Yeah. And that's actually pretty cool to me. I think I think this may have been the first. Because, like I said, Chrono Trigger did it, but it came a little bit, just a few months later. And that's huge. I remember when I started playing RPGs, more in the PS1 era, I wouldn't play one that had random encounters. Now, today, I don't care as much. Like, I love Octopath Traveler. But I will say Earthbound totally tore me away from Octopath Traveler. I've got to get back to that game. But there's a spoiler for my review, too. Like, this game totally tore me away from that one. But yeah, the, graphically, the fact that the enemies all appear on screen and there are no random battles is awesome. Yeah, I love that, honestly, 100%. Um, and what else can we say about the graphics? I think we've covered it, to be honest with you. The, it, the it locations amazing. are just fantastic. Yeah, we've definitely dis we, yeah. We've discussed that. Uh, I say we get into the music and the sound. Another aspect of this game where it's, it's here's a here's a 
Here's a spoiler alert. I'm wondering how much people are going to hate that we say that all the time. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times when I'm playing games, uh, I don't always listen to like the soundtrack to the game. Yeah. Uh, I'll like put on a podcast or something and listen to that while I'm yeah. playing or something of that manner. It takes a lot for a game for me to just like have the game itself be the, all the audio that I have. And this was one of those. Yeah. Uh, Earthbound definitely was. It's the music's great. It's the music fits the game, as in mm-hmm. it's charming, it's quirky, it can be kind of creepy at times. Yeah. It fits the moods it's going for to me perfectly. Sorry, I I just thought of something when you said that because I heard something today that I didn't realize, and that is, I'm trying to talk slowly. But yeah, the music for this game, like the graphics and like the gameplay, it's more than some of its parts. In the sense that I cannot imagine this music in any other game. Like, it is perfect for this game. Yeah. It's almost ingenious how it just makes the game its own. Um, the Onet uh, theme, which is one of the most iconic ones, it's so, this overused word, but it's so charming and relaxing, but it never is charming and relaxing in the traditional RPG sense. It's just, it's still quirky. It's still a little bit off-putting. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, yeah. There's tracks, music tracks in this game that are a little bit off-putting, but you love it for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Composure, there we go. If this is true, then I appreciate this guy even more. Blah, 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 blah. So the, um, I'm going to butcher another name. The composer for the game. Oh, yeah, it is him. Uh, Hirokaza Tanaka, who's better known as Chip Tanaka. Uh, That's a name I even know. Yep. Absolutely amazing. He's known for a lot of uh, the old school games that we played, the music and us. Yes. A couple of the original the original Donkey Kong game. He did the sound effects. Um, you know, uh, let's see. Trying to get into some here. We're going to know. Duck Hunt. Uh, Balloon Fight. Wrecking Crew. Gyromite. Here we go. Metroid. He did the original music for the original Metroid, which is so iconic. Which makes sense, too. Yeah. Because that game, the music had a certain... Uh, I'm sure we're going to cover a game at some point. But it had a uh, a certain aesthetic to it that made you feel mm-hmm. even more in uh, you know in the area that you were. Uh, so it does that this game does that too perfectly. Yeah. Uh, and what about the sounds too? I really enjoyed the little little sounds and stuff mm-hmm. this game would have. Uh, like you'd be walking along in a in a house in your own house and the phone rings. Yeah. Or and it sounds very convincing. even the very beginning of this game where you're sleeping in your bed. And, uh-huh. then, and then you hear like something outside, and that's the meteor, quote-unquote. Yeah. And you kind of hear it off in the distance. That's just so perfectly done. And the door knocking, Yeah. when it's not outside, it's almost kind of intense. Yeah. Like, boom, 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 boom. The best sound effect in this whole game. is Trevor going, boom, 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 boom. Yes, but the second best. Oh. I love it. I'll never get tired of it. I wish I could do it with my mouth. But it's the sound... <laughs> It's not a bad day. We're putting that on my shirt. Okay. With my mouth. I wish I could do that with my mouth. Retro place. When you get a smash attack with your bat, it's Yeah. It's like a perfect hit where it does like crazy damage and it's so satisfying. The screen flashes green. Yeah. It says smash and you get this sound effect and it's so satisfying. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I know we, this is still kind of graphics wise, but when you're in battle, there's all kinds of crazy wild colors going on in the background. Very psychedelic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think uh, music and sound-wise, they're both agreeing that this is just perfect. For every this game. single main area you fits go and makes to, sense. Yes, I love that every town has a completely distinct theme. 
I, this is a game's music that I feel like if I'd grown up with it, playing this game, it'd be in my head just as much as yeah. Mario or whatever. Like, it just, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of sad that this is my first experience with this year. And and would you agree, like, the graphics? This game, I think, is almost brave in how subtle it is in certain aspects. Yeah. Like, the graphics are brilliant, but you're not going to necessarily notice at first, especially if you're in 1995 and you just play Donkey Kong Country and you play games like F-Zero and Star Fox. You may not notice how brilliant the graphics are at first. I would say the same about the music. I'm going to... Disagree with you, and I'm saying that just because I live in that town where everything's opposite. Okay. <laughs> Which town is that? <laughs> it's one of the ones in Northbound. Yes, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> that was it's a, three. No, it's the one. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember which one it is. <laughs> there's literally that's how wild this game is. They'll take yeah. chances. Literally, there's a town that you show up to, and all of a sudden you have to think. You, you have to make Moonside. your brain. Yeah, you have to make your yeah. brain think differently because. All their answers are actually the opposite of what they yes. mean. There's several times I did the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. But yeah, music, fantastic. Here's how good the music is. Um, I ordered a... I'm going to go and plug these people because I think they're great. So starmen.net is like the fan community that has existed for a long time for this. And out of that came a website called Fangamer, who does not support us. This is free advertisement. And fangamer.com makes these beautiful, amazing... Hardbound strategy guides for Earthbound, but they're all new contents, all original. They're gorgeous, but also they have soundtracks on there, and I got like a it's like a jazz fusion funky reimagining of the whole Earthbound soundtrack, and it's just awesome. Like it made me appreciate this soundtrack even more. It's so endearing. Yeah, and that's the last I'll say about the music. Well, let's get into the gameplay. I think the gameplay will either you'll either love it or you'll hate it. I think it's gonna be right down the middle. I loved it, but you know what I mean. Like this is, yeah. I mean, we've already kind of discussed it a little bit. The even the battles are a little different, even by RPG standards. They're they're, they're shown differently. Yeah. Um, but gameplay wise, to me, I would assume, and you can back me up on this or tell me that I'm stupid or do both. Uh, that this, if you've played any RPG, you'll kind of get the feeling for this game right mm-hmm. away. But this game is not remotely easy at all. No. I died so many times playing this game. So if you play this game, we, I kind of wish we'd say this up front. If you decide to play this game after hearing this podcast, just know that this is not your usual game that just keeps getting harder and harder. I honestly think the first couple hours of this game could possibly be the hardest. Yeah. Because you've only, you're so weak. You're so weak. Yeah. You've only got you. You don't have your other party members. You you'll be so weak that you'll be glad to see a crow to fight. Yeah, because they're the easy or snakes. Yeah. Uh, the you don't have a bunch of money. Yeah. To buy a bunch of things at, at first, you. Will I, I also really love how this game handles uh, when you get beaten. Yeah. Like you got oh, yeah. you got to have money to get out of the hospital yeah. type of thing, or or because as this game goes along, you start adding to your team. You start adding new characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, like if they get hurt in battle, you got to go get them out of the hospital, and you got to pay yeah. the hospital bill. Yep. So the, and you got to go to like there's literally a point where uh, I was in the desert and uh, one of my team had I think it might have been Trevor to be honest with you had uh-huh. uh, didn't make it, so I needed him because you'll need all your team honestly. Yeah. These battles are so hard. 
So I had to go get him out of the hospital. So I had to go to a different town because the, uh, mm-hmm. there was no hospital in the desert. I had to get you out of the hospital. I had to pay your – I had, actually had to go to ATM first to get money mm-hmm. out and then go to the hospital and then get you out. I don't know what it is. There's all kinds of stuff that I love about all mm-hmm. those little details that way. Like I couldn't – I know some people might hate that I can't just go and get you out even though I have yeah. money that I have to go to. That's like an extra step. Yeah. But personally, I love that. That makes it feel yes. more – like I'm more immersed that way. You've got to sell out to the world this game is creating. Yeah. If you just want to clear through an RPG as fast as you can, this game is going to frustrate you. Yeah. So, yes, you don't – there's one awesome thing, though, that is very helpful about when you die in battle. But like Johnny said, yeah, you don't just go to a hotel and heal everybody like in most RPGs. You have to go to an ATM to get the money out. You have to go to the hospital. But even then um, – see, I don't, I don't want to get it backwards – I'm thinking the hospital still doesn't fill up your your uh, the PSI points, the magic points, basically. I don't think I think it just fills I think your health. you have to go to a hotel to do that. Yeah, yeah. So it, it is going to feel like a lot of or first. or a little magical butterfly, whatever those. Things yeah, are. Little magical butterflies yeah. float around and will fill up your PSI. Yeah. And here's another pro tip: points. if you find one, uh, go to it and get filled up, and then leave that and come back to there, and it'll be there again. Yeah, and you can keep doing that and fill all your team members up. Uh, that's a great way to do that. But yeah, so the only way you get money in this game is by just playing the game by fighting. But it doesn't actually appear in your menu or in your wallet. You really have no idea how much money you have until you either call your dad. Yeah. Because that's how you save the game. You call your dad on the phone, which, by the way, usually costs money if it's a pay phone. Yeah. (laughs) So you go to the ATM, you get a dollar out, you call your dad, he gives you a little spiel, he saves your game, and he tells you how much money you've earned. And eventually, you're going to have probably thousands of dollars. Thousands of thousands. Oh, easily. Yeah. I had, I don't want to exaggerate, I don't remember if I crossed 200000 but I was close to it. I believe I crossed it. I might have. And I pretty, I bought everything I And wanted. I kept buying stuff. Yeah. All, and I wasn't because I was saving it. I was using the money all the time. Yeah. Because here's another thing that this game does. And this is a little complaint. I'm going to actually give a complaint. <gasps> uh, when it comes to your the stuff you can hold... It's very limited space to the yep. point where you uh, use like a what – what do you want to call that guy? Inventory. Oh. And, you know the guy who comes up and you can store stuff? Escargo Express? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to use that. And that kind of got old a little bit because I had to constantly put yeah. stuff in there. Okay, yeah. And I had to choose between things I really wanted. Yeah, I'm on board for ATM. I'm on board for calling your dad to save. Yeah. I'm on board for having to go buy a hamburger to restore health. And it doesn't tell you really how much health it restores. You just, I don't know, is a hamburger better than French fries? I don't know. Let's find out. <laughs> yes. I love that. Just like real life. But yes, the Escargo Express was probably my least used thing in this game. And I really didn't enjoy it. So you have a very limited inventory space. And you have to call these people who will take up to three items at a yeah. time and store them for you. The thing that does help is that each character has inventory. Yes. So you can kind of store across there. But I promise you, there's so many things in this game. Yes. That you will, <laughs> I came to a point many times where like I I, I kept mostly food items yeah. just to heal myself because you're going to take all kinds of damage in this game. Yeah. Uh, but then I got to points where like, do I keep this weapon or, or I just end up selling some of them just because yeah. I just didn't want to, why, why would I store it? I'm not going to use it again. And you eventually come up across some stuff that it won't let you sell. Yeah. And like, well, I don't want it, but it's just going to sit there and take up space. And there's some stuff that you'll get at one point. And you won't use it forever. Then all of a sudden, you'll yep. need to use it. Like the pencil eraser? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and all of a sudden, you'll need it. So the pencil eraser, hugely important. The protractor, the ruler, literally useless. Pro yeah. tip. Yeah. Literally 
useless items that are just there to confuse you. <laughs> yes. And they do a great job. So I carried around the stupid ruler, a stupid protractor, <laughs> taking up precious, and I can't express enough how precious the inventory space exactly, is. Exactly, yes. You can only carry a handful of items per character. It's like, these are going to be important. These are going to be important. It's like, forget it. I'm going to look it up. I think I looked it up in the strategy guide. It's like, what? They're worthless. And I think this game, to me, does a does a little sin in which, like, if I have four of one thing, it doesn't just have one line. And yes. It, it, literally, each thing takes up a space. We cannot express enough. Like, I won't say it's realistic, because these kids probably couldn't carry all this. But it's sort of realistic. Ness is carrying well, around a any backpack. Game, any game does this, though. Yeah. Like, where they carry an unrealistic amount of stuff. But this one is closer to realistic, because he's yeah. got a backpack. And let's say you have five hamburgers, that's going to take up five of your spaces. Yeah. Like, I'm playing Octopath Traveler, and I think I have 40 of the, gosh, it's been a while now, the herbs or whatever it is that heals you in that game. And they're all take up one space in my inventory. In this game, you got five healing items, they take up five spaces. So, pro tip number two, though it might be fun to buy the cheap healing items like french fries or packs of ketchup, Probably wouldn't even bother because they're going to take up precious space. Yeah, you might buy your spend, good stuff. Yeah, spend more money on the more expensive yeah. foods. They'll give you more health anyway, and you'll and trust us. You'll end up with more. You'll have plenty of money. Yeah. Here, here's a way to survive early on too. It is so this game oh, is so hard early on. I was about to say, please don't forget what you're going to say. Oh, uh, yeah. Also, uh, the reason the ATM is important is because if you're in battle and I feel you have a lot of money on you, you'll lose at least half oh, of yes. it when you get beat. Yes. So you oh, never want to carry like a ton. Oh, yeah. I always try to carry just enough to get somebody out of the hospital. Is what I kind of did. I'm glad you said that. I hope I'll remember what I was going to say earlier. It <laughs> eh, don't matter. So the harsh thing this game does that's unique is the inventory system. But the thing that's awesome, and I wish more RPGs did this, as hard as this game is, I was never truly angry because you keep 100% of your experience. Yes. If you spend yeah. an hour in a tough area and you die and have to go to the hospital and revive everybody... You keep all your experience points, so you'll be stronger when you go back. Yeah, thank goodness. <laughs> so don't be afraid to save after you've died. Unless, now there's certain points, there was a couple points in the game where I did not save after I died because I'd used too many valuable items up. But for the most part, save after you die to keep your experience. Yeah. But Johnny's right, don't carry a ton of cash around because you'll lose half of it if you die. Yeah. So go to the ATM and bank I discovered it. that the hard way. Yeah. <laughs> Once you discover these tri- little tricks... I think your average stupid American like me is going to enjoy the yeah. game more. Yeah. Don't carry tons of cash around. I'm saying yeah because you're you're stupid. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, just know it's going to be tough at first. And when you first get Paula, who was Anna in my game, she is so weak at first. Oh yes. She will be dying constantly. You're yes. going to think, how can I make her? All decent? anytime you bring in a new person, they're going to be crazy weak and they're going to die easily. So, uh, but the tougher enemies that you're taking on will help rank them up quicker too. So it kind of yes. balances out a little bit. So just keep Anna alive enough to rank her up. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying Anna. <laughs> keep Paula alive long enough to rank her up. And here's a pro tip. Buy the teddy bears. Yes. They're expensive early on. But they're they're great. They will automatically, you don't even have to equip them, I don't think. They will automatically follow you around and they take the damage for you yes. until they die. Yes, they're very important. Especially when you get into the tougher enemies. Do that to keep yeah. Anna alive. Buy a bunch of them. Oh, Buy yeah. all the teddy bears you can hold. And you can, and you I can bought board. so many teddy bears. Yes. Teddy bears are awesome. I've always said that. Oh, yeah. That's our running theme on this show. Is we love teddy bears. Johnny, what did you think? I mean, the walking around, talking to people, that's like every other RPG. Right. The actual mechanics of it. The quirkiness of it is unlike any other game. But what about what did you think about the battle system? Because it did a couple of odd things. Like, what did you think at first? Uh, I thought it was different from anything I was used to, but it didn't 
to me, I think I already said this before, like the the aesthetic and the charm of the game. I was already yeah. hooked in to the point where it didn't bother me or turn me away from it. Yeah. But it felt unlike anything else because you don't see yourself actually attacking. Yeah. Uh, you only see the enemy. Uh, you don't actually see your weapons or any of that kind of stuff. You just click on the name. Mm-hmm. It's almost, it's as close, if that if you didn't have a picture of the enemy, it's pretty much like a text-based battle thing. It is, for a game in 94, 95, it's intentionally retro. Yeah. Like, definitely. I feel like I could have, it felt almost like it was from the Oregon Trail era. Yeah. <laughs> or like those original Dragon Quest games, yeah. which I never played, but I know they were kind of this way. Yeah. I thought I was going to hate that. I'll be honest. By honest? I'll be honest. What did I just say? I don't know, but you said it. Because I played some RPGs from the Super Nintendo and PlayStation era. It's like, oh man, I don't know about this. But I totally got used to it. Um, but it really is a menu-based battle system. You don't even see your character like we were saying. But it does one really awesome thing that I have never seen in another RPG. Just like it lets you see the enemies ahead of time on the screen. That was unique. This is... I've never seen this repeated. The rolling HP counter. It took me forever to notice this. But when you get hit in most RPGs, you just get hit and you lose that much damage. In this game, it's like an odometer on a car. Your health scrolls down. Did you notice that? Yeah. So here's a pro tip. Another one we should have mentioned up front. I just got lucky. At the very first start of the game, it asks you what you want your text speed. Like the how fast the text scrolls. Yeah. And I said fast. And do that. By all means, do that. Because if you get hit in battle, you want that text to scroll by fast so you can hurry up and attack again before your HP depletes too low. Yes. Yes. Because there's going to be times you'll be dealt a fatal blow by an enemy. And let me tell you, that happens more in this game than any RPG I've ever played. They will. You'll be doing good. You're feeling good about yourself. You're, you're a bad apple, like I said the other week. <laughs> yes, you're a bad apple. You're just a bad apple going down the road. Yep. And all of a sudden, holy cow, we all just died. But... If you can hurry up and finish the enemy off, give them your best shot before your HP rolls down to zero, you can actually survive. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. I got a cough. He's got a cough. He's going to be <coughs> off screen. Off screen? I've talked too much. He went off screen there to cough. So uh, that's that's the three things. Trevor, before we get into our final uh, review of Earthbound, <clears throat> is there anything else you want to make sure we bring up and talk about? Before we get into the final reviews... <sighs> Do we want to go really heavy spoilers? Or should uh, we save it? That, that's, I'm fine with it, so it's totally up to you. Here's a, here's a spoiler. I didn't beat this game. I got very far. You've beaten it. Yeah, I did. I finished the game. And the ending is wild and crazy and amazing. I don't know. I mean, we told people we were going to spoil stuff, but I wonder if Listen. maybe I should just leave that. I don't know. I'm making an executive decision. All right, what is we it? already said it's a spoiler stuff. All right. So spoil it. All right, I wanted to talk about it. <clears throat> the ending of this game did affect my final score, which was already going to be high, but it bumped it up. Now, I don't want to oversell it, but I guess this is for people who played the game just to bring back memories. This isn't like your Final Fantasy VII, which I won't spoil that because everybody's already spoiled it for me, but whatever, <laughs> where a major, major character dies. Yeah. This game doesn't pull at tears that way. I mean, except for Buzz Buzz. He dies in the first ten minutes. But <laughs> and your dog just leaves you. Yeah. It's a country song. It's not that kind of emotion. The emotions this game pulls at is just reminding you about your own childhood. I mean, heck, you got a guy that's always coming around taking pictures of you. Yes. And like you see the, those over and over again of different moments. It's like this game makes sure you know that, hey, you've been spending time doing this. 
So we've not gone through all the areas you explore. If you listen to this, you still have a ton to experience yourself. But I am going to – we're going to talk about the ending. If you really want to skip it, go about five minutes. You'll probably be hearing the bliss quiz. You want to talk five minutes about this ending? maybe not five minutes. (laughs) But you'll get into the bliss quiz. Go two minutes ahead. All right, right, two minutes. All right. So some crazy stuff happens at the end, needless to say. But when you finally face Gygas, who I don't think we even said is the main bad guy. Yeah. He's this evil entity alien. You finally face him face to face, you and your three friends, and he is legitimately disturbing. He looks like he doesn't really have a form. He doesn't look like an alien. He doesn't look human. It's just a mess. It looks sort of like a scary face, but at times he actually looks like a fetus, like in the womb, like on an ultrasound or whatever, which is crazy. And he just spouts nonsense at you. Like craziness, just totally going crazy on you. You know what? Because I looked up, because like I said, I didn't beat him, but you yeah. were telling me about this enemy. So I was looking at pictures of him, and he really reminded me. That's why this Hal Laboratories makes sense to me. Yeah. Because you remember how out of left field uh, the final bosses in Kirby get. Like they get really yeah. strange. Like it's an eyeball, and it's kind of almost yeah. gross and disgusting. That's and true. When, when yeah. all before that, you were fighting cute trees and stuff. Yeah. So th- this really reminds me of that. It is the one time the game gets, I think, completely serious. Like it's 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 being disturbing. Um, he 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 just starts shouting weird things at you, and he's just like the embodiment of evil. Um, but the crazy thing I found out about this game, there a number we can't get it all, but we just don't have time. But there were things that inspired different aspects of this game. And just childhood and innocence and growing and coming of age is sort of if there is a theme to this game, that's sort of it. And this final boss looking like a, a fetus, like a baby, definitely plays into that imagery. The fact that... Uh, I'm not sure how to word it. <laughs> Alright, I'll just... This is probably the best way to say it. It's never grotesque. It's never like actually like R-rated or anything. But it's just weird and creepy. And this... Boss, Gygas himself, was inspired by Itoy, the director of the game. When he was going to see a movie when he was a kid, he accidentally walked into the wrong movie theater, like the wrong room, and he saw what in his head was something really terrible. People have gone back and said it actually wasn't as bad as what he thought, what he imagined. But it was a woman being murdered, which is bad enough yeah. for a child to see. And it was sort of like his way of showing, passing the innocence of childhood, basically. And Ness, or Trevor in my case, and his friend Johnny, and Anna, and Derek, basically successfully passed through childhood and into growing up by beating Gygas. That's sort of like, none of that is explained in detail, but you can't help but feel that. And the fact that it was inspired by such a dark moment in his life, is just it really adds weight to it. And just a side note, just so the, so the fans of the show know, uh, we don't know if Guy Gas is how you pronounce the name. But that's how Trevor's been pronouncing it since he got here. And I already made jokes about Guy Gas and how I had it earlier. So yes. that's why I didn't make it during this. Yes, to lighten the mood, that yeah. would be important. <laughs> but, so, super spoilers. Um, and I feel, like, dirty but also liberated to actually, like, totally spoil a game like this. Yeah. Like, I usually don't do this. Yeah, that's the one thing I feel about spoilers. Like, I get if something just come out. Like, I understand yeah. that 100%. It's 20-something years old. But if something's been out for a while, I just want to be yeah. able to talk about it. So, yeah. this, like I said, this isn't a game that pulls at your emotions in the traditional sense. 
It's just like constantly tugging at your emotions. But I feel like when it does things, it's earned it. Yes. So it's so earnest. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, uh, Trevor. Well, I'm not done talking about the ending. No, for crying out loud, it's been well over five minutes, and well, I told him too. Well, I told you. So, do you want to know the ending or not? I thought you already said it. We, we passed into, into adulthood. Okay, well, I'm not going to explain the rest of it. <laughs> it gets it gets crazy. It gets crazy. You can say it more. I don't care. Yeah, I want to save it for people. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because you've not seen it all, and it gets really special at the end, and really honest and sincere, and I don't know if I can explain my final score completely without it, but it just really touched me. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. But just don't expect traditional, like, there's not a lot of exposition. It's just... It's the emotions it makes you feel. Right. So, there you go. Which is a hallmark of a good game. Yes. So, uh, when it gives you, when it makes you feel an emotion that it's earned. Yeah. It's not just uh, saying, hey, you should be sad here. I will say it involves you. If that's why I said you need to name your characters after you and your closest people in your oh. life. Because it involves you in a major way in the ending. That's all I'll say. It's, it's meta. It's more meta than we are. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, this makes me sound like I had a bad ending. Yes. No, no, no. Nobody had a bad ending. Okay. All right. All right. So, uh, you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, this this game is another one of those, uh, like River City Ransom, that I was not expecting to love as much as I love it. But, man, I can't help it. It's sense of humor. It's, again, uh, again, again, and again, again. It's charm. Really stand out above so many games that we played for this one. Uh, I'm going to make mine short and sweet with my score because I feel like we've already talked so much about this game that people already know we love it. We put like 35 hours into it. It's I mean, hard our, to condense all our feelings. Our our, uh, our negative little qualms about this game are really small and don't take away from how good the game is. Mm-hmm. I'm giving this game a 9. This is easily a strong 9 for me. Uh, even Even after I beat this game, and I do plan on going back and beating it, I could see myself, like, years from now, being like, you know what, I want to play Earthbound again. Mm-hmm. And just experiencing it. This is also one of those games where I think these these types of games you became more uh, became more and more, as in, like, you would watch, you'd, be, you'd watch somebody play it, because you could still experience it that way. Yeah. I think this is one of those games you could do that with. Like, I could watch you play this game, and I could get just as much out of it as you do playing it. Yeah, because it presents itself so well yeah. and it's so story driven, uh, and I love that about this game. So I feel mm-hmm. a nine is. I mean, this is a, for me. This is one of the favorite games that we played for this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this game, and that's saying a lot for me because I'm not a hardcore RPG person. So Earthbound a nine all day long for me. I'll try to keep it sweet too. Uh, I've been playing this game like crazy. It started out maybe because we decided we wanted to cover it for the show. But I just stayed up late nights because I could not stop playing. It tore me away from every other game. I mean, Johnny can tell you, I pretty much did play any other game there for a couple weeks. I did finally finish the game. It felt... People said this game takes around 35 hours. But I think that's probably if you know what you're doing. And there's times I really got kind of stuck. So I think I probably put at least 35 hours into this game. And even when I was frustrated, I was so motivated to continue. This game is more than the sum of its parts in every way for me. And I totally get why some people might think we're just overblowing it. But I can't. I can't put it into words exactly why I love it so much. The graphics and gameplay and music are all excellent. But still, this game is more than that to me. It's more than the sum of its parts. So, 
we have reviewed in this show some of my favorite games. Sonic the Hedgehog 2, the original Donkey Kong Country, the original Legend of Zelda, Mario Brothers 3. And I thought about this long and hard and I've gone back and forth and I'm going to do it. For the first time for me on this show, I'm handing out a 10. Whoa. This is my first 10. And again, I understand your nine completely because that's that's what my gut tells me. Like the parts, the individual parts tells me this is a superb game. It's nine out of 10, easy. But there's just something about it that's just, I've realized, okay, I'm, I'm going to shut up quick. But this game will make you think about these kinds of things. And just, my job has been hard and stressful lately. And this game, like, I started playing it, like, at the peak of this new job being stressful. <laughs> and it was such an escape for me. And I thought, you know what? Life is short. There's not enough time to do everything you want to do in life. I don't care what anybody tells you. <laughs> yeah. There's not time to play every great game, much less every game, period. And I am so glad that I spent 40 hours, however long I spent. It doesn't actually tell you. However long I spent on this game, I'm glad I spent those hours. And I plan to go back to it again. Um... It's a 10 for me. It's my first 10. I hope I play another game for this show that I love as much as this one. That's a big deal because there's games that you absolutely love that you didn't give a 10 to. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing. And zero nostalgia for either of us from this. Yeah. That's. That, I think that's even more amazing that we gave us, our lowest score was a 9 Yeah. for a game that we had no previous experience with. Oh, I've got to say one more thing. When you beat this game, take your time. I'll say that. Almost every character in the game is given new dialogue after you beat the game. You can travel all your lands and talk to people we've already talked to. So take your time. Um, that is amazing to me. Like I didn't know that. I, I finished the game and didn't realize that. So that's so. an actual detail they didn't even need to do no. for this game, and they did it. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. All right, Trevor. Huh. Uh, I think it's enough from us for a while. Yeah, what forever, maybe. Yeah, probably. We should probably just, I don't know, roll a commercial right now. What do you think? Do it. Let's do it right now and go. I hope that commercial was one of those awesome commercials for this game because it had such weird commercials in North America. Well, I'm sure we can make that happen. Yeah. Speaking of weird commercials in America and not at all a great uh, setup for the uh -huh. next part, let's talk about some fan feedback. Uh, we post about our games we play in Facebook and in Instagram. That we do. And we really wish people would follow us on those places. And Johnny, just to make you work hard, I posted about this game twice on both places. I know you did. Okay. I noticed. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, if you want to go to Facebook and go to Retro Blessed on Facebook, you can draw, draw. You can uh, join the ever-growing, which is what I was trying to say, mm -hmm. uh, community there. And Timmy Mac says... Great game. I've experienced only in the last few years. Same for us, technically. Mm -hmm. I wasn't into RPGs as a kid, but I feel I may have liked this one. Love the colorful graphics, music, and humor. I first heard of the game thanks to Smash Bros. I wonder if this will be retro approved. And yes, it will. Uh, Andrew Coed 
It says, feels like you have been prepping for this game for years. We've been doing we've been doing a show for years. You realize that now, right? Yeah. <laughs> three years? <laughs> Something like that. It's getting close to three years. Very strange. Uh, that is good. Be- and this is this is where we're at. We're eating out of trash cans. <laughs> yes. We progressed. <laughs> that is good because there is a lot to dig into. I have only recently played it on 3DS. While I have not really come close to beating it, I have really enjoyed my time with it. It is really well designed and whimsical. That's another good term for it. Yeah. I am glad the definitive voices in all of retro gaming have, and that's capitalized because it's true. Wow. Have enjoyed it and had a chance to give it the time it deserves to cover properly. Stay rad and love your life. Uh, this next next comment I feel is really important to read because I want to make sure we cover. We want to point out just because we love this game and you happen to not like this game, that's fine. You're dead to me if you don't like this game. Well, I mean, that's how Trevor feels, but I think it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chris, Christopher, uh, we all like different games. Trevor loves games I don't care about, yeah. and vice versa. Now, Christopher Kellogg. Okay, so I've never played this before. I purchased the SNES Classic, which is another great way to enjoy this yes. game. Uh, I love RPGs, and I was hyped to play this one. I have to say, I'm a little disappointed. Oh. I was ready for this amazing story. Funny, different take on your average RPG. Uh, but what I am what I am finding is a confusing story, and to be fair, it can get that way. Mm-hmm. With a grind heavy basic RPG, and it does make you grind. Yeah. With a different skin, I do believe that if I had at least some nostalgia for the game or nostalgia, I would love it. But I just don't know how it holds up today. Put it up against FF6, which came out around the same time, and it's night and day. I gotta say, and this is again, you're allowed to have your own opinion. Like <laughs> it's fine that we're different on this. I'm kind of glad that we are. Uh, I could care less about the Final Fantasy games. <laughs> it's such such a different game. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds like it would be. Yeah. But, uh, this the one thing I really love about this game though is the sprites. I love the colorful backgrounds, the towns, the townspeople have a fun weird charm to them. The music is hit or miss, and I can't stand the fight music. Oh, uh, if you don't like the fight music, then because you're gonna be doing a lot of fighting, so that might <laughs> it changes a few times yeah. of the game. Yeah, it yeah. does. Uh, I'm that... go- oh, I'm almost finished. I'm almost finished. Trevor. I wanted to comment, but I'll yeah. wait till you're done. I am going to finish this to see how it ends and hopefully ties things together. But as for now, I'd rate this as mediocre. Sorry, guys. I know your love for this game, and I want to love it as well. I'm trying. So my my response is, we have zero nostalgia for this game. That I just handed out my first perfect ten, and it's not a perfect game. There's no such thing. But I just handed out my first ten with zero nostalgia for this game. My nostalgia goes back one year, maybe two years for yeah. this game. But it made me nostalgic for my own childhood. There's plenty like, of know, there's plenty of games just to help uh, Mr. Kellogg feel better. There's plenty of games that people love that I went and tried, and I'm like, I don't I don't get it. I don't know why yeah. people love this game. It's just not for me, and I mean, that's fine. Half the world's playing Fortnite, and I'm not saying it's a bad game. You mentioned that game all the time. But I reviewed it. I think I famously reviewed it on an yeah. episode of Retro Herald. You did uh, without playing it. Yeah. So you know what I think of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you never even played it, though. He's nope. at least played this one. Yep. He's at least tried. All right. Daniel Tarasca said, Me and my friends played this when we were younger. Such fond memories of this game. I remember being totally obsessed and amazed how the story of this game was like a weird dream. This will always be one of my favorites. I hope this gets the Retro Bliss approval. I sure think it would. Michael Thompson said, To be honest, or TBH, I think the statute of limitations on spoilers is well has well and truly expired for any title you cover on your show. He was just... Because you had come oh, below yeah. asking about spoilers. Uh, Rich VD said, Never played it. Even though I know I should. When it came out, I thought it was too kiddish. And I was too cool for it. 
Only wanted to play Final Fantasy 4 and 6. It's on my list of games to get under my belt. But then again, that list runs on forever. That's that's true, too. I think what he felt was unfortunately what a lot of people felt at the time. Yeah. It is... I believe... I believe this is the most mature RPG I've ever played. And what I mean by that, it is genuinely endearing, genuinely honest, goofy, and silly because it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's not your traditional epic, woe-is-me, end-of-the-world plot. I think in some ways it's one of the most mature RPGs I've ever played as far as the actual game development. Yeah. But it does look so childish compared to Final Fantasy. And I think that hurt it at the time. I really do, as far as the commercial success. All right. Then on the second post you made. Sorry. Nick DeMarco said, The summer of the of the year this game, this game came out, I went from being a kid who was out playing football and basketball to one spending every day with Ness and company. To this day, three still scares the crap out of me. And I believe somewhere over the rainbow, just north of the equator, a village of Mr. Saturn's sit, <laughs> drinking hot beverages so great Sheldon Cooper is jelly. Uh, Andrew Cohen, oh, do you want to say something? Well, just we didn't even mention the the tea breaks and coffee breaks in this game. Yeah, glorious. Or the Mr. Saturns. Mr. Saturns, amazing. Yeah, yeah. threed. Yeah, disturbing town. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of those. Yes. Uh, Andrew Cohen said, "Earthbound is cool. Trevor is a dork, and Johnny is a nerd. Aww. That is all. Good day." Uh, then Michael Thompson said, "I'll play it one day. That is, as long as it's retro blist approved, and it is, Michael. It is." Well, we don't have as many comments on Instagram, which is probably good, because I didn't realize we had that many, or I, I shouldn't have posted it twice. <laughs> yep, thanks for that. Yep. So on Instagram, Jerry Terrifying. <sighs> I'm tired of the <laughs> I was trying to give you time. Yeah. He said, someone paid me to replace the save battery, and they are earthbound. So I got paid 15 bucks to play this game. I enjoyed it. I really liked the way the final boss was beat, and I'm willing to bet you and Johnny enjoyed that too. Well, Johnny actually never let me say how he's beat. How is he beat? Tell me now. Prayer. You got to pray, honestly? For, yes. And wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. All right. If you don't shed a tear when your mom prays for you, <laughs> that's I, I ugly cried in the basement by myself. That's all I'll say about that. I ugly, I ugly cry everywhere I'm at. Yeah. Um, SeanCV79 said, Interest, interested in hearing about this game. Never sat down to play it, but have heard enough about it to think I should. Retro. I, I gotta say, Sean, I think yep. I think you should give it a shot and see if you like it. Especially after we've spoiled the heck out of it. Yes. So Retro Emerson, believe it or not, we've probably spoiled less than five or ten percent. Oh, cool oh goodness, things that happen. yeah, goodness gracious, so much. Retro Emerson said, when you th- when YouTube was first becoming a thing in 2006, it's hard to believe YouTube wasn't really a thing before that. Anyways, I used to look up retro video game stuff. There was a small cult following of the game even back then, and I watched a ton of videos about it. I loved the way the art style looked, and I was already a big RPG guy, so I took the $60 plunge and bought a cart. Wish I bought 100 carts at that price now. I immediately fell in love with the game's charm and weirdness. It became one of my favorite games of all time, and I usually play through it once every couple years now. So there you go, an RPG with genuine replay value. Yeah. Um, and then on the other post... <laughs> Sorry again. I think, uh, well, there wasn't much on this one. Yeah, never mind, no more. So, I think what we said remains true. Yeah. Either it's one of the favorite games I've ever played, or I've just never played it, or 
It just wasn't for me. Yeah. I think that's pretty much yeah. the opinion on this game. I think what that game is going to be for anybody. You're either going to absolutely, like, right at the beginning, you're going to be like, oh, I love this. Yeah. Or you're going to be like, I don't understand why people love this. I mean, it's going to be one of those. Yeah. For me, it's a game I'd never played a year ago, and now it's one of my top ten games of all yeah. time. So the single so, cart, we're not even going to look it up. Everybody knows the single, if you want to get the cart, it costs oh, ridiculous amounts of money. Hundreds of dollars. But there's, you can literally download this on so many different things. It's on a new a SNES Classic that you can find pretty much yeah. anywhere now. There's plenty of cheaper ways to play this game. Honestly, and this isn't a plug for Nintendo because they don't sponsor us yet, but they will eventually. Yeah, yeah I mean, we both know The that. SNES Classic, I've seen tons of them in my Walmart recently. They're available now. Get you a SNES Classic. There's so many good games on it. It's 80 bucks with two controllers that feel just like the originals, and it's a great way to play Earthbound. Yeah. And it costs less than just the loose Earthbound cart used. Trevor, I'm tired of talking. How about we run another commercial? Yeah, I'll do it. We'll do two commercials this time so we get to shut up twice. Help for Wonder can save the planet from hideous destruction. Venture through eight mysterious levels to gain power and put an end to the interstellar threat. Beware. The ultimate test is the encounter with a powerful guidance. Nintendo. <sighs> thank goodness. Man, uh, we're done with the show, right? There's nothing else we got to do. <laughs> nothing else I want to do. Oh, thank goodness. Ah, oh, Trevor, I just remembered. Why? It's time for Blitz Quiz. Where you can play along at home and try to beat our scores. It's really easy to do. Yep. So I guess I need to go first. Go for it. So Johnny, like I told you, I tried to cram some more of the history of the game into my Bliss Quiz. So which of these is a false statement? Okay. Earthbound was the first RPG that Shigeru Miyamoto finished. Earthbound shipped on a 12 megabit, 12 megabit. That it. I said it wrong twice. Earthbound shipped on a 12. <laughs> Megabit <laughs> cartridge. What was I saying? Megabit? Megabit. Okay. Megabit. Or, Earthbound sold approximately 140,000 copies in North America. Would you like those again? Because <laughs> I threw you off my megabit. <laughs> Just tell me the last one. That's the one it I sold 140,000 copies in North America. Approximately. That's not a lot, is it? That sounds very low. No. I mean, there's million sellers even back in the Super Nintendo I'm gonna go. I'm going to go with the second one because you had trouble saying it. That is the false one. So Miyamoto became a big fan of this game because it was the first RPG that he finished. Um, You mean as in playing it? Yeah, that he actually played. He he had nothing to do with the making of it. Okay. It's the first one he played through. Uh, But it actually was supposed to ship on an 8 megabit cartridge. Then they increased it to 12. Then they doubled that to 24 because the game kept getting huge. Yeah, it's a huge game. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But it only sold 140,000 copies in North America. That's sad, isn't it? Abysmal. Yeah. To the point that it gave Nintendo a bad taste in their mouth, and they ignored the series for a decade. In, in America. In America, yeah. All right, okay, Trevor. So, uh, this year, on October 30th, uh, this is 2018, uh, it marks the 80th year anniversary of the broadcast of War of the Worlds on radio. Oh. Uh, 
of course, I had to go outside the box since you, I knew you were going to do all the Earthbound stuff. So I went with uh, War of the Worlds. Kind of the same thing. Yeah. Uh, during the War of the Worlds broadcast, Trevor, why did the Martians land at Grover's Mill, New Jersey? I'm going to give you three choices. One of these is true. A, Orson Welles' second home was located there. B, they, clo- they literally closed their eyes and pointed to a random place on a map. C, the president of the radio station actually was from there. One of these is true. One is true. President of the radio station. Incorrect. Yeah. Uh, they Random really, map, wasn't it? They always knew it was going to be in New Jersey, but they had a map in New Jersey. Uh, Randomly closed their eyes, put it into a place, and it was there. Uh, I should have picked my first sense thing. That's one for you, zero for me. Johnny, we mentioned in the review that one of the cool things this game did is the rolling hit point counter. Right. Like an odometer on a car. So, how did this begin? It wasn't always that rolling odometer type thing. How did it begin? Was it as leaves falling from a tree? Was it as a pachinko ball falling off the screen? Was it as a deck of western playing cards falling from the deck? So in other words, how did your hit points originally decrease? I'm going to go with the western one. No, I threw that in to throw you off. Oh, you weren't. It was pachinko balls falling off the screen. That's the one I didn't want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Trevor. During the World of the World... I'm running into your megabit thing. <laughs> During the War of the Worlds broadcast, how many times did they actually state that it was just entertainment and wasn't true? Uh, a, one, once, uh, B, twice, C, three times, D, four times, or E, none. So one, two, three, four, zero. Zero. Incorrect. It's four, wasn't it? It was four. Yeah. That's why it's even more strange that yeah. anybody even took it real. That was my first thought, but I was like, yep. I don't, yeah. I'm doing terrible. Well, I've only got one. Yep. So technically, if I miss this one, you can still die. Yeah. So, I love this question. Why did Itoi call it Earthbound? Because, you know, it was the Mother series in Japan. Right. It technically should have been called Mother, too. Why was it called Earthbound? Was it because he wanted to reference the way most adults go through life, bound by the Earth? Was it because he wanted to give the impression of a worldwide adventure? Or was it because he wanted to name it... Was it because he wanted the name that was the least game-like? So, the way adults go through life, bound by the earth, impression of a worldwide adventure, or he wanted the name that was the least game-like. First one. No, he just wanted the name that was the least game-like. Really? Like, to him, yeah. Earthbound didn't sound like the name for a video game. That's why he picked oh, it. Oh, well. All right. Yep. All right, Trevor, you ready for your last question? Yes. Here we go. Uh, which of these lawsuits brought up against the War of the Worlds broadcast were successful? These were both real lawsuits, but only one of these... Uh, were they awarded anything for it? Okay. Okay. Was it A, there was a suit for $50,000 from a woman because she said the show caused her, and I quote, nervous shock. Okay. Or was it B, a man was going, a man used money that he was going to use to buy new shoes, but because of the broadcast, he got scared and bought a train ticket instead, or a bus <laughs> ticket. I forgot which one it was. Okay. Both of those were real lawsuits, but only one of those was successful. Which one? So I got a 50-50 shot. Yeah. I'm with the bus ticket. That is correct. Ah. Orson Welles himself ended up buying the man a new pair of shoes. Well, Johnny, it's tied one-to-one, yep. and that's how it should end. But because this game is really, in the end, ultimately, about... <laughs> well, I was just playing with ink pen in the floor part. That's not what I was going to say. So, this game was ultimately about the power of love and friendship. Yeah. And so I'm going to give you a bonus question and a chance to beat me. Okay. 
And I wanted another question in That's here. That's what I figured. I love this question. So one thing we didn't even talk about. There's a thousand things we didn't talk about. You're about too proud of yourself. One of them is that this game pulls all kinds of stuff, especially the Western translation, pulls all kinds of stuff from uh, culture, pop culture. Yeah. So there's a short tune that plays every time you sleep in the game. Like when you go to a hotel. Yeah. Do you remember it? Vaguely, yeah. Yeah. But uh, every time you sleep, just a little short piece of music. What popular band was this song taken from? An actual real-life popular band. Okay. I'm not getting any choices? Nope. Beatles. You're right. <laughs> okay. It was Good Morning. Good Morning. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. By the Beatles. I just assumed that because that's who that band I felt like was supposed to be. Yep. <laughs> and I'll name drop uh, the amazing, amazing Western translation of this game. Phenomenal Western translation. He he deserves a lot of the credit. I mean, it's not just Etoy and his crew. But his name, who I should have said already, was Marcus Lindblom. So, good job. Now, one thing I would love for Nintendo to do is to bring out all three Mother games mm-hmm. and translate the, the... Well, we don't need to translate the one now, right? The last Mother one. 3 is the only one that's not been officially yeah. translated, but there's fan translations. I feel like those three would sell like crazy. Like bringing out the Switch port or something? I would, would totally. Yeah. I would buy it. Just put all three on the Switch. Yeah. Charge 50 bucks for it because those three games are easily worth 50 bucks. Oh, you put all three of them on one thing for 50 bucks yeah. all day long. All day I mean, long. if... And I love Spyro, but if Spyro's getting a, a remaster, yeah. how's this not... <laughs> I swear, Nintendo is still gun-shy about the EarthBound series because they put, I think it was $2 million in the marketing campaign, yeah. and the game sold nothing, basically. Well, didn't this have that famous thing with uh, scratch and sniff? Yes. Where it smelled terrible? Yeah, there were magazine advertisements yeah. where you could smell poop, puke, and boogers, and, <laughs> and yeah. just all kinds of stuff. This game stinks was literally the tagline for the advertisement. <laughs> yes. Ah. Maybe that's why we love this game so much. It's yeah. got our sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think we touched on how funny. We can't. Yeah, this is so Despite much saying we're going to spoil everything, we didn't even spoil a fraction of this. We game. didn't even. We barely scratched the surface. You still need to play it. Yeah. I think you should experience it for yourself, and you'll either think this or you'll be like, I don't I don't get it. So yeah. it'll be one or the other, but that's only one way to find out, Trevor. You yeah. have to try. Uh, Trevor, we've come to the end of this show, at the end of this Halloween special episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, should we thank our. A Patreon. Ah, I knew you weren't going to forget. Or do you not want to do it because of how dumb Patreon is? I just wish I would start remembering. So let's just... uh, If you head to Patreon.com, that's really the only way to financially support us. Um, Or you can just randomly give us money. Yeah, that's true. And we don't expect to get paid for this. But we want to. But it's... No, I mean, I can't stress how much we want to. But we want to. Yeah. It's just something... Especially me. Oh, I I think I'm still logged in. We might have got lucky. Oh, did we? Snap, we did. Okay. Okay, here we go. So, our current patrons who went to patreon.com, search for Retro Bliss. Oh, yes. Are. And by the way, we have bonus content on there. For, if you've not checked it out, the October. Technically, I think it was the September bonus episode. Check it out. It's more audio for your box. Thank you, Nick Stevens. Thank you, Nick. Who is from the illustrious Genesis Gems podcast. Genesis Gems. Keith Jones. Keith Jones. Bradley Boson. Bradley. Daniel Chavez. Daniel. Michael Thompson. Michael. Timothy McGowan. McGowan. Caleb Dixon. Caleb. Andrew Coed. Peter Panda. Peter Panda. Anthony Mullen. Anthony. Jason Bennett. Bennett. Christopher M. Skulls. Skulls. The Wilson Family. Or Skulls. Ooh, spooky. The Wilson Family. Keith Farnham. 
Are they zombies? Is Keith yes. Farnham a zombie? Dig Dougie. Dig Dougie. And Sean Fritz. Sean Fritz. A Thank bunch you of zombies. All. Thank you. I'm Veal, and he is Trevor. One of us is sad. The other one's an awesome vampire. Well, we uh, would like to thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening to this special Halloween episode of uh, Retro Bliss about Earthbound. I almost forgot it was a Halloween episode. Yep, it is. It's Halloween! Have a safe Halloween out there, uh, all you uh, all your goals and goosts. <laughs> your goose. Goals and goose. <laughs> well, after this episode, this has been a mega episode. It has. I don't know how to follow this up. We can't. I think we should just play a really dumb game. We probably should. What game are you thinking? What's Fortnite. <laughs> Let's get through it. Fortnite. Okay. Well, see ya. <laughs>